It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 727 of Locked on Raptors for Monday, June the 15th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley, RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean, and find the show at Locked on Raptors as well for links to every single episode. You can also check out my other podcast called uh, Basketball with Katie Heindel. It comes out every Thursday on the Stringer Labs podcast network. We also have a Patreon page at Patreon.com slash Basketball with two H's if you want to chip us four bucks to get onto our Patreon page right now. Uh, all right. Right, on today's show, I know I said this was going to come on Saturday, but I realized why post something as joyous and lovely as this on a day where people don't generally listen to podcasts. So I know I missed the technical anniversary of the Raptors winning the title, but if I'm thinking about it, I was still pretty hungover from the January, the June 13th title clinching night on the 15th. So it's still part of the same day, kind of? That's how I'm justifying it. Either way, this is the final installment of the audiobook edition of We the Champs that I put together. Uh, of course, I did games one through three of the finals last week, and we've got games four through six today for you. Obviously, you got the big win uh, at Oracle with Serge Ibaka and Kawhi going off in Game 4, the extremely weird and bizarre Game 5, which has to be one of the most memorable and notable finals games of all time, considering everything that took place with Kevin Durant, as well as it coming down to a buzzer beater with you know a crazy Kawhi stretch in there as well. Crazy stuff all around. And then, of course, Game 6, where the Raptors clinch the damn thing and win the title. And that's wonderful, beautiful stuff as well. So we will get to that in just a second here. Uh, before we get to that, just a heads up on what's coming for the rest of the week. Today, Monday, I'm recording an episode with Yasmin, our friend at Carmelo Drama on Twitter uh, from the Dishes and Dime podcast. Dishes and Dimes, that is, and her new Neon Playbook uh, website, which you should go check out and read right now. Uh, Yasmin's going to come on, and as we've done in response to all the audiobook episodes in the past uh, couple months here, we're going to do a breakdown of the finals, title run and review, going to go through each game, talk about our feelings, talk about the things that took place, and uh, just have fun looking back on that run for the Raptors. So that's going to drop either Tuesday or Wednesday. Maybe it's a two-parter. I'm not sure how long it's going to run, but you'll hear that with Yasmin coming up later this week. And uh, that's all I have certainly lined up for right now. Still plenty of stuff to plan for very early in the week as well. So keep an eye out. Obviously, there'll be reaction to any breaking news or anything like that as it pertains to the NBA's return as well. So keep an eye out. Uh, and without further ado, let's get to it with the, the audiobook edition of We the Champs, written by myself and Alex Wong for games four through six. But before we get to that, I just want to tell people that the Lockdown Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice, and that's why we, the hosts, are currently in the process of making personal donations to local and national organizations on the host level. Obviously, I've mentioned off the top of this month that we'll be donating the entire June paycheck for the show to the Black Lives Matter Toronto chapter, and that's going on across the network as well. And in addition to that, for the month of June, Lockdown is matching the 
total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000 for a few national charities, including Black Lives Matter, uh, the International Branch, as well as the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. So please, uh, if you want to join us in donating money, which is one of the easy things you can do actionably right now to help with the cause, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter, and you can join us there to donate on behalf of the network. So thanks in advance for doing that, and uh, always appreciate the support. And that will lead us into now the audiobook edition of We the Champs for Game 4 of Raptors Warriors in the finals last season. Hope you enjoyed today's episode, and we will talk to you soon. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. June 7th, 2019, Oakland, California, NBA Finals Game 4. Raptors 105, Warriors 92. With a chance to take a commanding 3-1 lead in the NBA Finals, Toronto needed first to weather the storm at the start of Game 4. The Warriors responded as champions do, coming out of the gate with more desperation and energy than the Raptors. Early on, Toronto could not get a single shot to fall and fell behind by 6 points after 12 minutes. They shot 29% from the field in the quarter and needed 14 points from Kawhi Leonard to avoid an insurmountable deficit. They hit 17 threes in game three. Alley up and Loney immediately contributes. Draymond Green pushing Thompson for three. The second quarter didn't start any better. The Raptors missed all seven of their three-point attempts in the period, and after a hot shooting game three, made just two of 17 from beyond the arc in the first half of game four. Toronto leaned on its defense to keep them in the game. Despite 14 points from Klay Thompson in the first half, the Raptors dialed up their defensive intensity and somehow only trailed 46-42 heading into halftime. A third quarter explosion would come to put the Raptors on the brink of their first NBA championship. On the first two possessions of the quarter, Leonard took command and made two three-pointers to pull Toronto ahead. Their shots started to fall, and as the offense started rolling, their defense refused to let up. The Oracle Arena crowd was stunned by a 37-21 push from Toronto in the third quarter that had them up 12 points headed into the fourth. Leonard knocks down another three. The sole of the back tip. Five left on the shot clock. Van Vliet long distance. That's good. All of a sudden, now Toronto knocking down threes. As time ticked away late in the game, the Raptors refused to surrender their lead and had a response for every time the Warriors appeared to threaten. Toronto seemed to get fresher legs as the game went on, while Golden State appeared very much like a shorthanded team, exhausted from keeping up with Toronto's relentlessness on both ends of the floor. A three-pointer from Steph Curry cut the Raptors' lead to eight points with 2.56 remaining, but it was the closest Golden State would get. Toronto took care of business in the final minutes, hitting key shots, making the right rotations on defense, and calmly nailing their free throws to put the game away. The final score? 105-92, Raptors. Toronto got a game-high 36 points and 12 rebounds from Leonard, leading the team to its second consecutive road win in the NBA Finals. Serge Ibaka was huge coming off the bench, with 20 points on 9 of 12 shooting in 22 minutes. Curry the drive, finds McKinney, shot blocked by Ibaka, and the rebound! That's his second block. He had six in game three. 
Now he'll try a three. Knocks it down. Serge Ibaka, big impact off the bench. Fred Van Vliet left the game in the fourth quarter after catching an inadvertent elbow to the face from Sean Livingston and finished with eight points in 29 minutes. He also credited Leonard's two three-pointers coming out of halftime as a momentum changer. Quote, Kawhi came out and hit two big shots to start the half, Van Vliet told reporters after the game. Quote, there's no defense for that. There's no schemes for that. That's just two big boy shots that he came out of the half with. Two back-to-back threes. And that just kind of let you know how we were going to approach the third quarter and the rest of the half. It put us in a good position. In a game many expected the Warriors to win, it was Toronto that had a championship response after looking shaky in the early going. The Raptors were surely thrilled about going home with a 3-1 lead, but nobody was satisfied yet. The job wasn't done. Once again, it was Leonard, who had set the tone for the team throughout the playoffs, who made everyone aware of the task that remained. Quote, it's not over yet, Leonard said. Quote, so I can't say that we're the better team. Just the key to tonight's win was pretty much, as you guys know, playing defense. And towards that second half, we started to make some shots, and we just pretty much stuck in the game, stayed in the game. Kyle Lowry echoed those sentiments. Quote, quote, we didn't do nothing yet, Lowry said. We haven't done anything. We won three games. It's the first of four. We understand that. They're the defending champs, and they're not going to go out easy. They're going to come and fight and prepare to play the next game, and that's how we're preparing ourselves, that we have to. We've got to prepare ourselves to play the next game. We haven't done anything yet. In a playoff run full of improbable moments, the Raptors delivered one more by sweeping both games three and four at Oracle Arena. Now, they stood one victory away from winning their first championship in franchise history. Siakam throws it up and in. The Raptors putting on finishing touches on the biggest win in franchise history. A lot of the fans chanting. Again, they are well aware this could be the last game at Oracle. Wanting to thank their what a sight to see if you're a Warriors fan and a Kevin Durant fan. June 10th, 2019. Toronto, Ontario. NBA Finals Game 5. Warriors 106, Raptors 105. While the Larry O'Brien Trophy was in the house for Game 5 of the Finals, the energy inside Scotiabank Arena was anything but celebratory. Golden State's 106-105 win would go down as one of the most bizarre, emotionally taxing, competitive, and ultimately disappointing finals games in history. At the epicenter of the angst that plagued the evening was Kevin Durant. In the lead-up to the first elimination game of the series back in Toronto, Durant's status was the topic du jour three days running. If he was ever going to return from the calf strain that had held him out since the second round, a game going into which the Warriors trailed 3-1 would be the time. Reports of frustration within the team over the uncertainty regarding his return gave way to news that he'd practiced the day before the game. In the hours before tip-off, Durant's availability for Game 5 was confirmed. A Toronto fan base accustomed to the things that could go wrong, in fact going wrong, clenched in unison. Curry to Durant. Here's his first shot. And it looks pretty good there. Rattles home a three. Durant tries another three. Two for two is Kevin Durant. Home. I wonder if they're better with him. Oh. <laughs> Toronto's Durant-inspired fear proved to be unfounded, in the most disheartening possible way. With 11 points on 5 shots already to his name, and the Warriors leading 39-34 with 10 minutes to go in the second quarter, Durant got stripped by Serge Ibaka on a crossover attempt. As Ibaka sprinted the other way, Durant fell to the floor holding his right Achilles. Ibaka trying to stay with Durant, knocks it away and Durant's limping. Durant goes down holding his leg, Ibaka goes up. And it's fouled down the other end, and Durant grabbing that right leg. It's the right calf that put him out. His expression was one of resigned understanding. 
It would later be passed on by Warriors president Bob Myers that it was an Achilles injury, and an MRI later confirmed that it was ruptured. Quote, He was cleared to play tonight. That was a collaborative decision, said Myers at the postgame podium, fighting back tears. Quote, I don't believe there's anybody to blame, but I understand in this world, and if you have to, you can blame me. I run our basketball operations department. Quote, and to tell you something about Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant loves to play basketball, and the people that questioned whether he wanted to get back to this team were wrong. Whether it was the shock of seeing Durant go down, or the icky stench left behind by the fragments of the home crowd who cheered in response to his departure, Scotiabank Arena's life was zapped. From the doldrums rose some incensed champs. Even down Durant, the two-time defending champion Warriors were never going to go away quietly. Too much sweat equity had gone into their five-year run of making the finals to cave in an elimination game, healthy or not. In the minutes after Durant's departure, the Warriors ripped off a 12-4 run that tossed the Raptors into a 13-point hole. DeMarcus Cousins, borderline unplayable in games 3 and 4, chipped in an essential 9 points and 5 rebounds in the first half. Cousins, Green, and Curry. Live it over the top to Cousins. Beautiful feed from Draymond Green. Lineup. A Steph Curry four-point play capped the run, but also spurred on a patented Raptors counterpunch. Kyle Lowry, ever the Raptors' engine, started to run. Stringing together steal after steal, fast break upon fast break, Toronto trimmed the Warriors' lead to 62-56 heading into a second half, upon which the narrative of the series would hinge. Either the Raptors would complete their run to history, or the Warriors would force a Game 6 back in Oakland with a poetic comeback from down 3-1 still on the table. After such a disjointed and sullen opening 24 minutes, the second half was a much-needed palate cleanser. More than any other segment of the series, the final two quarters of Game 5 were a display of riveting competition between two teams exuding equal desperation. This was what finals basketball is supposed to be. Golden State cocked back the first haymaker of the half. A continuation of the game's vast three-point disparity saw the Warriors jump back out to a 14-point lead, 77-63, in the opening six minutes of the quarter. At that juncture, the Warriors had canned 14 of their 26 attempts from downtown. Toronto was just 3 of 18. Unlike earlier games in the series, Toronto wasn't funneling long-range attempts to the Warriors' array of shaky shooters. It was two of the greatest shooters of all time comprising the bulk of the volume. Quote, I think the fact that Steph and Clay were able to get off for 14 and 13 threes is too many, Kyle Lowry said after the game. Quote, they got off way too many threes. For guys like them, you give them that many threes, they're going to make some. If there's one thing the Raptors had proven throughout the postseason, it's that they'd never seen a double-digit deficit they couldn't make up. Once again, it was Lowry who led the next Toronto response, as he took it upon himself to oil up a squeaky offense. Without mercy, he put Golden State's big men on their heels, carving out space for himself and his shooters in the process. Toronto cut the lead to a manageable six points going into the fourth quarter, a title in the balance. Kawhi Leonard had been the Mariana Rivera of the playoffs. In tight games, he was as sure a thing as you could find to close them out. For a time in the fourth quarter of Game 5, it appeared as though he might come up with his most dramatic and important save of his near-flawless spring. What made Kawhi's fourth quarter so impressive was his not-so-stellar opening 36 minutes. Through three frames, he'd posted just 14 points on 4 of 12 shooting. An errant pass to an empty corner late in the third highlighted his discomfort with the Warriors' swarming defense. He shook off the restraints in the fourth. Lowry and Ibaka set the table for Leonard's finishing flourish to start the quarter. Lowry, playing at peak jitterbug levels, continued to slice the Warriors up, routinely finding an amped-up Ibaka for easy buckets around the rim. Ibaka, seven to shoot. Lowry looking. 
Norman Powell. Powell on the drive. Inside to Ibaka and it puts it in. In one motion. Lowry for three. Puts it in! Lowry. With the score 92-91 Golden State, Leonard took the helm. Over a stretch of three pandemonic minutes, Leonard grabbed an offensive board and converted a putback, assisted a graceful Norman Powell transition dunk, canned a pull-up three, stuck an eight-footer, and buried two more absolutely roof-rocking triples. Good job by Kawhi Leonard coming over and blocking that layup attempt. Green for three, won't go. Leonard the rebound, back up and in. One-point game. Green trying to save it, and Cousins comes up with a stolen by Leonard. Leonard nearly travels. Powell finishes. Off-balance shot, misses. Rebound, Leonard. Leonard for three. Bang! Raptors right up into him. Five to shoot. Leonard's going to try another one. Puts it in! Kawhi Leonard! After a seven-point swing orchestrated entirely by the future finals MVP, Toronto led 103-97. The Raptors could taste their first ring. The building was shaking as such. It was a little perplexing then, when the Raptors called a timeout off a Warriors miss with 3.05 to play and the arena in an absolute tizzy. Nick Nurse explained the role-slowing decision at the post-game podium. Quote, Yeah, well, we had two free ones that you lose under the three-minute mark, Nurse began. Quote, And we just came across and decided to give those guys a rest. And we had back-to-back ones there that we would have lost under the three-minute mark and just thought we could have used the extra energy push. Instead, the Warriors were the ones nudged forward by the stoppage. Draymond Green even mentioned after the game that the timeout helped Golden State regroup. In those final three minutes and five seconds, Toronto never saw the ball go through the basket again. Their only points came in the form of a Cousins goaltending violation, wrapped around which were three triples in the face of good defense by Thompson and Curry, the guys who make a living off hitting threes in the face of good defense. Thompson finds an opening, three-pointers up, it's good! Clay Thompson from death. Curry gets a look, fires away, ties the game! Some clunky Raptors possessions, including a Miss Lowry 3 in a backcourt violation, left Toronto trailing by 1 with 15 seconds on the clock and the ball under the Golden State basket. Fred Van Vliet brought the ball up the floor and dished it to Leonard, who drove into a Thompson-Andre Iguodala double-team, forcing a swing to Lowry in the weak side corner. With a championship on his fingertips, Lowry rose up and fired but the outstretched hand of Draymond Green grazed it just enough to send it wayward. Game over, back to Oakland. All told, while the disappointment of a failed closeout attempt was palpable, the loss may have been a bit of a blessing. Durant's injury cast a sad fog over the game, and it's hard not to think the response of Toronto's fans aligned the cosmos against the Raptors' triumph. Hoisting the trophy under those circumstances would have tasted sour, if not entirely tainted. Toronto would have to wait 72 hours for another chance at making history. Game 6 would hopefully be more worthy of a championship celebration. Six seconds remaining. Leonard, back up Van Fleet. Van Fleet kicks it out Lowry. Lowry for the win. Won't go. And there'll be a game 6 in Oakland. And it was a great job of double-teaming Leonard so he couldn't beat him. Andre Iguodala with a terrific defensive play. Draymond Green with a great rotation. 
Today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Look, I'm a car dummy, and finding replacements and repairs for my cars is always difficult. I have no idea if I'm being fleeced or scammed, but rockauto.com makes it super easy, even for a car dummy like me, to find all the auto parts you need. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail motor oil, and even new carpets, whether it's for your classic that you're tuning up or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. It's so, so easy. I've told this story before, but I need a gas cap for my Nissan Versa 2009. I looked up Nissan, went to Versa, found 2009 on the little drop-down menu, and then boom, all the car parts that you need for that car are there, the most used parts, and I found a gas cap for $4. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, whether it's something cheap like a gas cap or something more substantial that the dealership or the auto parts store is always going to overcharge you for. So again, that's rockauto.com and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you'll ever need at rockauto.com. Today's show is brought to you as well by Blinkist, which is just about to be the most useful app on your phone. It's hard to find the time to sit down to read and learn more. you got a million things going on, homeschooling, whatever it is through quarantine. It's just not easy. There's not a lot of time to sit down and work on personal development. There's an incredible app, though, that solves this problem, and I highly recommend it. It is called Blinkist. Blinkist is unique and works on your phone, tablet, or your web browser. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know info from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them, condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Successful people are well known for how many books they read. Blinkist makes makes it easy for busy people like you who want to get the main points of a book quickly so you can start using that info right away. And with its audio feature, Blinkist makes it easy to finish a book during your commute, your lunch break, while you're cooking, whatever it is as well. 12 million people are using Blinkist right now. It has a massive and growing library from self-help, business to health, and history books. Blinkist has the latest titles from the bestsellers list as well as the classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read but you never had time to right now it's especially important and it might feel overwhelming there's all these reading lists out there of books you should read if you're trying to educate yourself on systematic oppression and racism and why the black lives matter movement matters and it's tough it's overwhelming there's so many things out there to read but why not dive into the first couple books with blinkist it's really easy and you can get the key takeaways from those books if you don't have the time to sit down and read the entire thing uh, some books you can find on Blinkist related to this topic right now include Me and White Supremacy by Leila Saad, as well as The New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander, highly recommended on both fronts. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want for one low price right now for a limited time. Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com NBA to try it for free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash nba to start your free seven-day trial and you're also going to save 25 percent but only when you sign up at blinkist.com slash nba four or five from the free throw line and then again toronto will get possession even though green had possession when he called timeout you lose possession with the excessive timeout now they just have to inbound the ball and the celebration will be underway lowry has it Throws it into Leonard. That's it. It's over. The Raptors win. 
Another There's a new a NBA. Oh, they call a foul. <laughs> June 13th, 2019, Oakland, California, NBA Finals, Game 6, Raptors 114, Warriors 110. Even with 0.9 seconds left on the clock in a game that had finally been decided, the moment didn't feel real. The Toronto Raptors, the franchise that had spent over two decades getting to this point, was finally on the verge of becoming NBA champions. The Toronto Raptors, a terrific team all season long, second best record in the NBA, a new coach, a new star, a number of new players. All season long, you knew they were a good team, but in the East, it was teams like Boston and Milwaukee and Philadelphia that were the more popular picks to get to the finals. But Toronto just kept getting better and better all season long, led by the brilliance of Kawhi Leonard. And here they are, about to be crowned NBA champions. Eliminating the Golden State Warriors was never going to be an easy task. In Game 5, the Raptors had the championship within their grasp at home, leading by six with just over three minutes left to play, and watched Steph Curry and Klay Thompson extend the series with their offensive brilliance. The same story appeared to be playing out in Game 6, the final game ever played at Oracle Arena. Even without Kevin Durant, and with Klay Thompson leaving the game in the third quarter due to injury, the Warriors kept coming. In a back-and-forth affair, neither team pulled away by double digits, with lead changes coming in bunches. The Warriors refused to go away, and the Raptors were staring at a Game 7 at home with all the pressure on them. And then, an unlikely hero. Just three years ago, Fred Van Vliet had gone undrafted, making the Raptors team at a training camp. Steadily, he improved his game and earned the trust of his coaches before he became one of the top bench players in the league. And then, in a potential finals-clinching road game, the Rockford, Illinois native stepped up, making five three-pointers and scoring 22 points, repeatedly helping to steady Toronto's offense. It was another complete effort from the Raptors. Kyle Lowry scored the team's first 11 points in the first quarter and finished with 26. Of course, Toronto won the two games, games three and four here at Oracle, but silence this crowd as Lowry scores the first bucket. Well, that's an NBA history with that scintillating last two and a half minutes to keep their season alive. Kyle Lowry, what a start. Toronto's actually 3-0 and this year in this building. The one time they played the regular season, they won again. Lowry, again, Kyle Lowry. Smiles are an incredible 1-4. The last four road teams have won in the series. Lowry, lighting it up. Serge, he once again. He's got 13. And how about the hustle from Kyle Lowry? He's been outstanding all night long. Pascal Siakam, who grew by leaps and bounds throughout the season, added 26 points himself. Kawhi Leonard didn't have a dominant game, but still pitched in 22 in a winning effort. As the final seconds mercifully ticked away, the scoreboard read 114-110 Toronto. The Raptors were your 2018-19 NBA champions. When the season started back at training camp in September, there was excitement, but also uncertainty. After winning the championship, Leonard revealed the plan all along. Quote, I texted Kyle Lowry probably a day later, or the day I got traded, and told him, I said, let's go out and do something special, Leonard said. Quote, I know your best friend left, I know you're mad, but let's make this thing work out. And here we are today. 
The Raptors overcame adversity throughout the playoffs, trailing in every single series prior to the NBA Finals. Against the shorthanded Warriors, it became increasingly clear as the series went along that Toronto was the better team, but they'd still need to get to four wins to make it count. It was not easy, but the Raptors proved they had championship medal over and over, winning all three games on the road in the series. Quote, it was a heck of a 12 months, said head coach Nick Nurse afterwards to reporters. Quote, and I don't know, I just try to take things as they come. Didn't look too far ahead. Obviously, when we made some additions to the team, we thought we could be good, but we had no idea what the health status was and all those things. After having disappointed their fans in postseasons before these playoffs, these Raptors made their fans believe. A veteran group came together and overcame every single obstacle in their path. Quote, two months of playoff basketball, they never seemed tired to meet, Nurse said. Quote, mentally, they kept wanting film sessions, they kept wanting to talk through things, they kept wanting to keep learning and improving. And I think that was a big key because we had to do that in the playoff run because we hadn't really had all that much time together. Quote, it's a top-class organization. They're all about winning, Marcus Gasol told reporters after the game. Quote, it doesn't guarantee you're going to win, but it does help that everyone has that championship mentality. I'm so happy that they got it because everyone in Toronto and Canada deserves this because they fought for it. I'm sure the Jurassic Park is going a little crazy right now. I just hope everyone is okay. But I'm sure there's a lot of people very happy because we have shown a lot of resilience and togetherness. They all came together and played their part. And now the 2018-19 Toronto Raptors could call themselves NBA champions forever. Leonard makes it official. Now the Warriors just inbound, and that's it. There's a new NBA champion, and it's a team from Toronto, Canada. We the North are now we the champions. The Raptors, the 2019 NBA champs. Aha, ha, ha, ha. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.